Welcome once again to Inside Maine. And today we're talking about an issue that affects Maine people and people across the country. And it's a new initiative that I'm working on down here, along with my friend Lois Frankel, who's a representative in Congress from the state of Florida, the 22nd District. What we're talking about is standing strong. We're talking about preventing falls, which is one of the most dangerous possibilities, particularly for senior citizens. And as we age as a society, this is something that we have to pay more and more attention to. So first, I want to introduce Peggy Haynes, who's with Maine Health. And Peggy, you work with issues involving aging. Uh, give me some background on, on what it is you do and, and where the focus of your work is. So in Maine Health, we have been focused on aging issues um, since almost the inception of Maine Health. I, I started working there in 1999, um, and falls have been a major issue for us because they're the leading cause of unintentional injury, death, ED use um, for older adults across the country, and particularly in Maine. Um, and Maine's demographics have been what they are for some time. So we're the oldest state by median age. Uh, we want our we want to keep our communities have our communities be the healthiest in America and so fall prevention is a critical issue for us. Well, I understand that just in the last ten years or between 2010 2020, the number of people in Maine over 65 went up by almost 40 percent. So we're really talking about a significant part of the of the population, and and you're seeing that I'm sure in your practice. Oh, no question. Uh, we certainly see it in our patient population. But I think the other piece that's really important about this is it's so intergenerational. And it is it impacts not just the older adult if they fall, but their family and their community. So there, it's work that we have to do together. Well, talk to me about you mentioned earlier that a fall, and, and it's been my observation that a fall is often the beginning of a, of a cascading series of health issues, and that's where it starts, particularly for an, an, an older adult. Talk about the, the importance and significance of a fall in health outcomes on an ongoing basis. And, and this is a very personal uh, issue for me. I've, I've worked in this field since the mid-70s. Um, and I, like many people who work with older adults, I was, uh, I was inspired by my grandparents. Um, my maternal grandmother died from the cascading results of a fall at 83. Um, and right now, my mother, who is in Michigan, just turned 100, and she is recuperating from a broken hip and was living independently in her own home until that happens. So we're on the recuperation path with her. But it is, as you said, often a cascading event. Uh, so it, uh, the implications are really significant for the person who loses their independence and has to fight back. And then for just the cost of providing care. Um, and, and particularly during the last, you know, if it turns out to be the last year of life, it, it is a predictor, um, often a hip fracture in particular is a predictor of death within a year. So the, the implications are really significant for all of us, and including health care, but our communities as well. And I think some of the data I've seen says if you have one fall, the chances of having another are doubled. 
Uh, Correct. And uh, the other important thing about falls is they're multifactorial. So it's not you're just fixing one thing. We really need to look at risk factors for falls. And there's been a lot of great work uh, done around that issue. Uh, but, the, but reducing one risk factor helps reduce your risk of falls. So there are many, many aspects to helping address this problem that we can all work toward. Well, let's let's talk about some of those risk factors and how they how they can be mitigated. Where where do you want to start? What's number one? <laughs> where do we want to start? Uh, I think people understanding the importance of falls are not a normal part of aging. So, um, as we look at the variety of things that can be risk factors for falls, um, there are any number of both environmental, community environmental issues, home environmental issues, vision, hearing. I noticed that in the work that you are doing, uh, looking at therapy and really utilizing some of the resources that we have, medications are huge. Four or more meds are a risk factor for falls. And we all know that with multiple chronic conditions, Older adults often have more for more meds. So there are a number of things we can do around that. Maine Health has been actively involved in a national, a couple of national movements. One is um, the Age-Friendly Health System that is being sponsored by IHI, the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, was developed by the John A. Hartford Foundation, and they focus on what they call the four M's and really getting healthcare and communities to look at. The four M's are what matters, to the person, mobility, mentation, and medications, all of which have an impact on falls. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of work within the health system to do, to address those. There's work in the public health sector as well as age-friendly community work that's happening around the country. Uh, but it really is pulling all of those pieces together. Well, what if, if somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, my, my mom is, is just turning 75 and she seems to be in reasonably good health, but I'm worried about falls because I've heard that's a serious problem. What, are the, what should I do? What, what should I do to help prevent the fall of a loved one? Certainly one of the most important things we can do is to stay active. So physical activity, and there are a number of evidence-based programs that can help with that, um, is really important, whether it's walking or swimming or taking one of the evidence-based classes. Physical activity is really important for strength and balance, and that's important. But also, we all need to pay attention to our home environments and our community environments. We'll be back in a minute. We're talking to Peggy Haynes at Maine Health about the issue of fall prevention. And Peggy, hang on. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to Inside Maine. We're talking to Peggy Haynes at Maine Health, and we're talking about preventing falls, something that is important to individuals, to families, and also to the taxpayers. So, uh, you know, I live in Freeport. I've worked for over 20 years in Portland. We love our brick sidewalks. Well, brick sidewalks aren't the best thing that ever happened to people who want to maintain their balance because they're slippery when wet. They're really slippery when icy, and they're slippery when they're covered with snow, and they heave. Uh, so that's an external environmental piece. Um, internal environment. Um, my younger sister, who in her 50s had a knee replaced, you know, Maine has pretty old housing stock. And while her house wasn't really old, you couldn't get a walker into the bathroom. So there are things that we don't even think about 
in terms of our environment that hamper our you know ability to navigate well i think one of the one of the issues I, i'm sort of the johnny appleseed of mats and tubs uh, i was at a hotel recently in maine as a matter of fact and the bottom of the shower was like ice and there was no there was no non-slip pad i mean that's I don't know the numbers, but I suspect a lot of falls take place in the in the tub or in the shower. And uh, I, I, whenever I visit somebody and they don't have one of those pads, I, I send them, <laughs> I send them one. <laughs> but but seriously, that it seems to me that's one of the simplest things that we can do is make that that surface where you're taking a shower or, or stepping into the tub less treacherous. Absolutely. Certainly, most falls happen in the home. They happen in an environment we're familiar with. And a tub is a perfect example. Another thing that you can that we can do is look at lighting in our homes so that you have adequate lighting. So you don't, uh, you know, as we get older, our vision changes. Um, and that has a big impact on whether you fall or what, whether you can navigate stairs or what, whether you see changes in surface. Well, an, another thing, I, I have some friends who, who their mom insisted on staying in the upstairs bedroom, and sure enough, she fell down those stairs and ended her last two or three years in a in a wheelchair. Part of that, part of that is just being being prudent and recognizing that as you go, as you get older, the risks increase. In fact, I heard the other day, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Buckminster Fuller, the famous architect, <laughs> who lived to be a very old man, somebody said, "What's the secret of long life?" He said always use the banister. Absolutely. And I have friends that have given me, a, have teased me for years. I just turned 70. I've used a banister forever. Um, <laughs> partly because we, that's part of what we, you know, a matter of balance, the, the fall prevention program is about how do you, un, how do you manage your fall risk? And that's one, that's the banisters are there for a reason. Peggy, I want you to hold right there for a few minutes. We're going to talk to Representative Frankel and and uh, talk about how she and I are going to work together and and do something about this. Uh, Representative Frankel, thank thank you so much for joining us. Tell tell my my main listeners a little a little bit about yourself and where you represent. Well, Senator, it's great great. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast, and I'm really looking forward to working with you on this issue. You know, it's not a it's not a front page issue unless, of course, somebody famous falls. But it is, as uh, your as Peggy said, probably one of the most prevalent injuries to people over 65. 37 million falls reported. That's just being reported to people over 65 every year. I live in West Palm Beach, Florida. It's uh, the south part of Florida. A beautiful weather. I won't talk about the politics, but we have a very large senior population. Uh, Florida has uh, more than four and a half million uh, people over the age of 65. And when I go to a town hall of my constituents and I ask, uh, have you or anybody you know fallen recently, every hand goes up. And the way I got involved in this issue is my own mom, who at age, literally at age 95, was living independently. She has her full faculties, active person, fell one night in her apartment. Fortunately, she was wearing an Apple watch that called the paramedics, and they saved her life. They found her on the floor. She had broken a leg. And then I 
was a witness to her, what I say, miraculous recovery to the point where now she no longer lives independently. She lives in an assisted living facility, but she walks well with a walker and she's physically well. But I saw what she went through with the surgeries and the rehabilitation. She really fought hard to get herself back so she could be mobile. She went through months and months of very hard rehabilitation. And now, of course, she does not live independently anymore. I also opened the envelopes with all the bills coming in. And I saw, uh, fortunately, of course, she's on Medicare. But I saw how much those bills, you know, were rising just uh, and some personal expenses in, in the thousands and thousands of dollars. And so that's really what piqued my interest uh, and got me thinking is, you know, how can we prevent this? Because my mom had fallen at least three or four times before without any real serious injury. And I had constantly taken her to a doctor or uh, went sometimes to a wound clinic and asked the physicians, how do we prevent this? And uh, what I realized is that the proper set, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to criticize her physician, so I won't. But what I did find out, as Peggy has said, is there are so many people falling, but so many ways to prevent it. Well, you, one of the things you mentioned, and, and it sort of got me going on this, is the enormous cost that Medicare paid to do that surgery and to do the, the recovery and, and, and all the physical therapy and all of those kinds of things. And yet, Medicare won't pay for a grab bar in the shower or a, or a mat or a, a banister on the on the stairway and and it just strikes me as as uh, just doesn't make any sense and that's you and I are going to be working on this wellness visit that Medicare does that now uh, doesn't include fall prevention, which uh, I think uh, is something you and I are going <laughs> to we're going we're going to lean over their shoulder pretty hard to make that happen. We're going to take a break right now, and we will be back talking to Representative Lois Frankel about what we can do to stand strong and prevent falls among all Americans, but particularly among our uh, our elderly uh, citizens. And that's something we're working on, and we're hoping to have you join us in contributing ideas. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're talking with Representative Lois Frankel of Florida's 22nd Congressional District. She and I are working together on fall prevention, on standing strong and avoiding and preventing falls, uh, particularly among our uh, elderly population. And it's something that is a, is a very serious problem in Maine, Florida and across the country. Well, yeah, thank you for getting into that. It's estimated $50 billion a year in impact of health care costs in, in America. Uh, uh, almost $30 billion Medicare, $12 billion private, and $9 billion Medicaid. So you can see big impact. And again, uh, I really, uh, I think, I still think it's underreported. And it doesn't make sense that a Medicaid does not pay specifically for this a fall prevention assessment. 
Because what happens is a patient like my mom will go into the doctor and he will be uh, paid to assess her for many, many, many things. But specifically for the uh, fall prevention, you want to be, you want to make sure someone is having their eyes checked, their ears checked, their balance checked, their medications checked. I mean, there are, there are some significant factors that need to be assessed. And then that can lead to prevention, whether it is certain exercises being done or removing trip hazards in the home or taking different medication or getting off some medication or wearing eyeglasses or even uh, having uh, a hearing aid so because that can affect your your balance. So people should know, and that's why I'm so happy to work with you on this issue, because people, I, I tell them the impact, the number of people falling, and they say, well, well, what can we do about it? Yes, there is a lot we can do about it. And, and fortunately, a lot of the things that we can do about it are relatively cheap compared to the cost of a hip replacement for somebody who's 90 years old. I mean, you yes. could you could uh, fall proof uh, probably two or three hundred houses for the cost of one hip replacement. So I, th I think that uh, we, we have a good, I'd say, bipartisan issue to work with because falls no, no party. Right. And uh, uh, we have had some success in the appropriations bills last year in terms of, of, of putting more money into research and fall prevention activity, but there's a lot more to be done. And I, I want to just, I want to congratulate you on your two bills, Preventive Home Visits Act and the Wellness and Education for Longer Lives for Seniors Act, which I will file something similar here in the house because uh, th this way we can get um, if we can get this passed medicare to pay for these some of these necessary prevention activities and in the meantime i know that we'll both work together to try to uh, and put some influence or i want to say pressure but lobby cms to go ahead and do this even without congressional action. And I think it's it just, I, I keep emphasizing, this is a cost saver. This isn't adding a cost to Medicare. You mentioned $30 billion that Medicare now pays for treatment of falls. And uh, if we can cut that in, you know, uh, even by 20%, that's, uh, that's a lot of money. And, it, and as I say, it will go a lot further when we're doing prevention. So I agree with you. We, we need to work on the legislation, but a lot of these things, I think CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and Health and Human Services can do a lot of these things on their own uh, under current authority. And, but we're going to, uh, you and I are going to poke them. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, this not only, not only, these ha this obviously have financial implications for a healthcare system, but great humanity issues, right? Because we want people as they get older to enjoy their retirement years. And uh, as your as Peggy as, uh, mentioned, you know, it is uh, we used to call it, I don't know if it's called sundowner syndrome anymore, but it used to be called when someone fell. They would say uh, the sun was setting in their lives. It was almost automatic. Obviously, there's more 
better care today, but there are so many ramifications, not only on the person who falls, but again, also, as Peggy mentioned, on their family who now have to become caretakers. And because we, we, we owe so much to our parents and our grandparents. And I, I like the idea we're, we've been talking about falls prevention, but I like our new watchword, which is stand strong. And uh, I think that's the way falls prevention may sound like we're trying to repeal November, October, <laughs> and November. We don't, we, we can't do that, but uh, we can certainly help people to stand strong. Well, Representative Frankel, it's been uh, great to have a chance to chat with you and, and I really look forward to working. For, this, this is one of those things where I think we can say uh, we can really make a difference in people's lives. And uh, that's, that's why we're here. Well, I look forward to working with you and just, you know, that's one of the big differences between Maine and Florida. We don't have a, an autumn or a fall in Florida. So when I say fall prevention in Florida, they know what I mean. But <laughs> okay. saying in Maine, they say, what? You, why don't you want to have a fall? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you for having me with you. And I look forward to working with you. Love, love to work with you and look forward. To, we'll get you up to Maine so you can see what fall looks like. It's pretty beautiful up Thank here in you. October. Thank you, uh, Re Representative Frankel, and uh, we'll look forward to working together. And I want to go back now to talk to Peggy uh, some more. Peggy, what do you think of these bills that uh, the representative and I are talking about? Well, I certainly really appreciate what you were talking about with the annual wellness visit. Maine Health has had a focus on that for quite some time, almost since it, it was introduced as part of the Affordable Care Act. We're going to take a break right now, and we will be back talking to Representative Lois Frankel about what we can do to stand strong and prevent falls among all Americans, but particularly among our, uh, our elderly uh, citizens. And that's something we're working on, and we're hoping to have you join us in contributing ideas. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Inside Maine. We're talking to Peggy Haynes at Maine Health, and we're talking about preventing falls, fall prevention on standing strong and avoiding and preventing falls, uh, particularly among our elderly population. And it's something that is a very serious problem in Maine, Florida, and across the country. At this point, we have 73% of our patients that complete an annual wellness visit. Which and is very not, high. That's way higher than the national average. Absolutely. But it's really important. It includes fall screening. It includes cognitive screening, depression screening, advanced care planning. So if CMS can really push encouraging that, and it is actually part of a lot of value-based contracts with Medicare Advantage plans. So it's an opportunity, and it's an opportunity for the care team to talk to patients about something that they might be a little bit nervous about to say there's something you can do about it. This isn't normal. There are steps you can take. So that's a great time to capture those conversations since I think even before then, for over 15 years, because fall prevention has been a big part of our portfolio at Maine Health, we've asked fall screening questions of everybody over six 65, no matter what the visit. And we have a great completion rate. We have like 92% of our patients, over 70,000 people, 65 and older, are screened annually about falls. Well, that was going to be but one of my the question questions. My question is, and it sounds like you've answered it, are your patients receptive to this kind of intervention and uh, study? 
Yeah, the patients are receptive. So our current platform and my, I guess, soapbox has always been, what do you do if they screen positive? And um, Representative Frankel mentioned an assessment. It's not just a screening. It's what do you do? Do you, you know, bringing people back in for an assessment to see what the issues are that contribute to falls. And we just have uh, launched an ambulatory group within the main health medical group to look at what's the next step. How do you tie that into whether it's a community intervention, a physical therapy referral, looking at their meds? It's not just asking the questions. So the annual wellness visit is a great entree. Uh, But if all you do is ask the question, you don't do anything about it, then I'm not so sure that we've gotten all that far. Well, how about as part of the wellness visit or as part of that process, a home visit, a, a home analysis? It could be even done remotely to sort of check out simple things like grab bars, banisters, non-slip mats in the kitchen or in the tub. Is that something you do or we can do? Uh, it's not something we do right now. It's obviously not a covered benefit right now. I love the idea. Um, for many, many years, Means community action agencies did a program called Keeping Seniors Home. It's not funded anymore. But when they did home modification and weatherization, they also had a false checklist and they would do exactly what you're suggesting. Let's look at what's going on in the home. Throw rugs are the other side of having a mat in your tub, you know, where you yeah. trip, or trip over your throw rugs. Uh, pets. So, um, but I think there are lots of opportunities to integrate the work. In Maine, before COVID, we did some work with at the uh, emergency medical services. So paramedics go in and pick people up. They get, uh, in 2020, Maine's EMS had over 33,000 calls for falls. Wow. Now, not all those people need transport. They just need pickup. But as we discussed earlier, falls a predictor of a fall, right? So that's an opportunity for us to intervene, whether it's, you know, finding out about their meds, whether it's a home assessment, whether it's connecting them with community programs like Tai Chi or Matter of Balance. I think that's a huge resource across the country that we could tap. And Tarrant County, Texas, for a long time, they worked with MedStar, which is their EMS program, to do hotspotting where they were picking people up from falls and they would put falls classes in those communities near where they had frequent falls. So there's just, there are lots and lots of opportunities, I think, for us to take identification that we can do about who's fallen and add in some interventions for older adults to learn about ways to protect themselves. Well, listen, I don't want to leave you without uh, some homework. (laughs) You work in this field day by day. Let me know and our listeners, let me know ideas that we can implement that may require, it may not require a law, but it may require some action by the Medicare folks or the Medicaid folks that we can implement. King.senate.gov is an easy way to be in touch with me, a pretty easy website, king.senate.gov. But I'm really looking for ideas. Representative Frankel and I have the two bills that we're going to be putting in about home visits and about falls assessment as part of the wellness visit. But there may be other things that we can do. And what's frustrating about this is it's largely preventable. It's not like a lightning bolt from the sky or a disease that you don't know where it came from. This is something where we we can't eliminate, obviously. This is part of the human condition, but we can certainly cut the number of falls, which, as Representative Frankel pointed out, is not only a, a dollars and cents issue, but it's a human issue for those people and their families. 
So give me some ideas. <laughs> Happy to do that. And one, the top of mind, because the announcement came out today, the Administration for Community Living has just funded the National Council on Aging to be an innovation center for fall prevention and to look at some of the very things we're talking about. So I don't know where that will go or what those opportunities are, but that's another place where we can maybe join together on things that don't require more legislation, but maybe some some good thinking and collaboration. Well, I look forward to working with you and uh, Lois Frankel. I think we're on to something here that's important and that can really make a difference in people's lives. And I like our new motto, stand strong. That's what we're talking about. And uh, I think it's something that we can continue to work on. We've got our two bills that are going in. We're going to certainly be in touch with uh, CMS, the federal people that run Medicare, to talk about this. And and, uh, I'm hopeful this is a place where all of us together can really make a difference. So, Peggy, thank you for your work, and please keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you, Senator King. I appreciate your interest. This is a really important issue. Wonderful. Hey, thank you for joining us on Inside Maine. And uh, the advice for this week is, as as I mentioned, always use the banister and stand (laughs) strong. Thanks for being with us. See you next time.